Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of John. Howdy and good morning, faithful listeners. This is Jen with the Bible Explained podcast. Thank you for tuning in this morning to discuss John chapter 14 with me, verses 15 through 31. So grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea, and also your Bible in the version that you prefer. But today I'm going to be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible. And today we're going to be talking actually about the Holy Spirit. I used to truly believe that the Holy Spirit was God like zapping his power down at people. Like that's what I believed. I was like, oh, God's Holy Spirit, you know, lives inside of all of us. But as I've been studying the Holy Spirit over the past few years, I have come to learn that the Holy Spirit is more than just God zapping his power down at people. The Holy Spirit is an entity all on his own. So let's talk about that. This is going to be John 14 verses 15 through 31. And we'll discuss the Holy Spirit today and who he is. If you love me, keep my commandments. I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another counselor, that he may be with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world can't receive, for it doesn't see him and doesn't know him. You know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. One who has my commandments and keeps them, that person is one who loves me. One who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him, and I will reveal myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, what has happened that you are about to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, If a man loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him, and he will come to him and make our home with him. He who doesn't love me doesn't keep my words. The word which you hear isn't mine. But the fathers who sent me, I have said these things to you while still living with you. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of all that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, I give to you. Don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be fearful. You heard how I told you I go away and I come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I said I am going to my father. For the Father is greater than I. Now I have told you before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. I will no more speak much with you, for the Prince of the world comes, and he has nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father commanded me, even so I do. Arise, let's go from here. So if you love Jesus, you keep his commandments. And people who don't love Jesus will not keep his commandments. They'll even twist his commandments and say that they are something different than they really are. But that's not the case. Jesus says, anybody who loves me will keep my commandments. And he who doesn't love me, in verse 24, doesn't keep my words. See, there you go. There are plenty of people out there that are like, oh, yeah, I'm a Jesus follower. I love Jesus. But they go out and they twist Jesus's words or they twist the Bible or they go live a lifestyle that isn't compatible with Christianity. If they're doing something completely opposite to Jesus's commandments and aren't sick about it, then no, they don't love Jesus. 
But also there has to be like a level of repentance. Even Paul was like, you know, the things I want to do, I don't ever do. (laughs) And he's like, and the things I don't want to do are the ones I do. So even Paul knew his sinful nature. But Paul, we know, really loved Jesus and he did his best to keep Jesus's commandments. So, yes, there has to be a level of repentance, a level of wanting to keep Jesus's commandments, because, of course, we're going to battle against the fleshly desires all the time. And what I mean by fleshly desires is like that sinful nature that we were born into. Scripture often calls it the flesh. So we have to like battle against that every single day, every moment, I would even argue, of our lives in order to follow Jesus. That's why Jesus tells us to to carry our crosses and follow him. Like we got to die to the old self and and become a new creation in Jesus and do our best not to fall back into those sinful patterns and behaviors. Now, I'm not saying at all that we aren't going to fail. We are human beings. We will fail. I fail all the time. I fail daily. But repentance and actively wanting to turn away from those sins instead of like embracing them like the world does, I think that also shows that you love Jesus. Because even when you sin, even though you're initially breaking one of Jesus's commandments, another one of Jesus's commandments is to repent and turn back to God when you fail. So a Christian, even if they break a commandment, if they have that repentance and just that desire to want to walk with Jesus, then they are, in fact, showing their love towards Jesus. Now, the world, on the other hand, or people that are like, yeah, I love Jesus, but then they have like no repentance, no admission of guilt or sin for anything that they do in their lives and continually try to go back to those things without wanting change, then I would argue that they are people who do not love Jesus. Because here in verse 24, he who doesn't love me doesn't keep my words. So those who love Jesus will keep his commandments. They will do their best to uh, always strive for the truth. Verse 16, I will pray to the Father and he will give you another counselor that he may be with you forever. I actually talked about this particular verse in my Christmas special this past year. I talked about how the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are part of the Trinity. They're all connected. And this was one of the verses I used Because Jesus equates himself with the Holy Spirit by using the word another. So Jesus says he's going to give you another counselor instead of himself, who Jesus was, of course, a counselor. He says he's going to give you another counselor that he may be with you forever because Jesus, of course, was about to die, spend 40 more days on earth after that, and then ascend back up into heaven. So Jesus wasn't going to be with us here on earth forever, but the spirit was that he may be with you forever the spirit of truth whom the world can't receive for it doesn't see him and doesn't know him you know him for he lives with you and will be in you the holy spirit is literally called by jesus's own mouth the spirit of truth the holy spirit is the opposite of satan if the holy spirit is truth then satan is the father of lies All Satan has is lies. Satan has a whole lot of lies that he loves to feed the world and the world really likes to receive them. 
But the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, can only be accepted by people who really, really want the truth. In order to want the truth, you have to like turn away from the lies. And it's very hard to do because lies are easier than truth. And that's because the truth is difficult in a sense. That's why a lot of people don't want to become Christians. It's because they're like, oh, Christianity, it's like the religion of suffering, basically. You're supposed to like deny yourself and give up all your money and, you know, do this and do that. But yet Christianity is the truth. And Jesus talks about how, you know, doing these things, even though it is denying yourself, in a way, denying yourself is the most fulfilling life that you can possibly have. But to those looking outside in, that's a really difficult concept to accept. And Christianity, of course, is the truth, but it's it's a little bit harder to accept than some of the other world religions out there where they're like, oh, you can have 40 wives once you get into heaven, or you can be a god once you die, or, you know, you can receive this if you do this, or you can whatever, whatever it might be. It's easier to accept those things because those religions are almost like stroking your ego. <laughs> Christianity, of course, is denying your ego. And that's hard to accept for a lot of people. But here in verse 18, once the spirit comes, Jesus says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. The Holy Spirit will come to us. He's not going to leave us as orphans after Jesus ascends back up into heaven. The Holy Spirit, God would be with us. He would not leave us as orphans. Yet a little while, and the world will no more see me, but you will see me because I live, and you will live also. In that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you, one who has my commandments and keeps them. That person is one who loves me. Oh, it's said three times, actually. One who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and I will reveal myself to him. So people who love Jesus will keep his commandments. They'll have an understanding of morality. They'll have an understanding of the truth. And Jesus says that anybody who loves Jesus will be loved by the Father. The Father will embrace you. The Father will love you if you love Jesus. And he will reveal himself to you. If you choose to love Jesus, you actually get the creator of the universe who is so above you to reveal himself to you. Which means he's going to like open up this relationship with you, this deep and personal father, son, slash daughter relationship. So Judas, not Iscariot. <laughs> I like that John has to make that distinction here. He's like, okay, Judas, the good one says to Jesus, Lord, what has happened that you are about to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? So Judas is a little bit confused here and asks Jesus, like, well, why won't you reveal yourself to the world? So Jesus answers him, if a man loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. There, Jesus uh, literally just equated himself to the father. We is what he says. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who doesn't love me doesn't keep my words. The word which you hear isn't mine, but the father who sent me. So all of Jesus's words were the father's. 
I mean, I don't even know how many times Jesus has said that already in the book of John. He's made that actually pretty clear that everything Jesus said here on earth, the father said it to Jesus. Jesus was almost like the mouthpiece of God, the father. And everybody's like, oh, you know, Jesus was the kind one, but God, the father was the the mean one. We hear that all the time, actually. I've heard that multiple times. And that's even like a common saying in in non-Christian circles that the God of the Old Testament was so mean and the God of the New Testament was so loving. So we got to follow the God of the New Testament. (laughs) But Jesus says that everything he did came from the father first. And guess what? The father was the God of the Old Testament. (laughs) So, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of funny. The point is, is that God the Father is the same God throughout all of the Bible, both the New Testament and the Old Testament. He's merciful, he's loving, but he's also very just. He's very just, and that's what people don't like a lot of times. Or sometimes people are like, God is not just enough. You know, like, why do all these bad things happen? You know, we don't see God working enough. It's almost like God can't win. It's either he's too just, he's too cruel, he's too mean. But yet when something personally happens to one of us, we're like, God, why didn't you work fast enough? Why didn't you, you know, do this for me? Why did you allow this to happen to me? But yet God has a timing for everything. Anyway, it says, I have said these things to you while still living with you, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of all that I have said to you. So there you go. Some people are like, well, how did the disciples know what Jesus said here or there? Well, either Jesus told them here on earth or the Holy Spirit reminded them of things or the Holy Spirit told them directly. So then in verse 27, it says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, I give to you. Don't let your heart be troubled, neither let it be fearful. Jesus gives this peace that is beyond what anybody can comprehend. I've been listening to testimonies recently. I actually talked about this yesterday also. And one of the resounding themes in almost every single testimony is that they felt so empty before coming to Christ. And then all of a sudden they had this this complete and total peace. Like, for example, one girl who was sexually abused by her stepdad for years and groomed and all sorts of terrible things. She fell into all sorts of sexual sins growing up and drugs. And she thought she had all these friends, but yet she felt so, so empty. And it wasn't until after she came to Christ and like turned away from all that stuff and stopped doing drugs and uh, having homosexual relationships and everything that her friends, all these quote-unquote friends, totally left her, yet she didn't feel lonely at all. She felt so fulfilled because of the peace that God gave her. So God gives a supernatural peace. And you might be like, well, Jen, I don't feel peaceful. I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian forever, and yet I don't feel peace. I have to remind you that you're also battling against Satan. Satan wants to fill you with dread. He wants to fill you with anxiety and like 
sickness all the time because that will cause you to doubt God if you're like, oh my goodness, I don't feel peaceful at all. So why is it that Jesus says, you know, I bring peace and yet I don't feel it? And I, I've had these thoughts. I'm not even joking. In fact, uh, to go off on another rabbit trail here, one of the things I've been struggling with is when I sit down at my computer to record an episode, I will sit down and there's three things that happen to me. I get super tired. <laughs> I get super dread filled, not exactly anxious, but just I, I get this like pit in my stomach. And then when I go to record an episode, I lose my voice somehow almost every day. Even today, I have like heartburn and it's like causing my my voice to, you know, be sort of weird or like I get like a phlegmy voice. It's really weird. Like I, I could talk all day. I could be on the phone with my mom for like two hours and my voice is totally fine. But the second I go to record an episode, my voice is just like gone or something weird happens. And that's because I am battling against the dark forces that I can't see. The ones that don't want me to produce a podcast. The ones that don't want the message of Jesus being spread. And I truly believe that it's spiritual warfare. When I sit down and I feel dread about teaching and studying God's word. And then, of course, my voice goes out every time. <laughs> That's definitely, there's something weirdly supernatural about that, in my opinion. You guys might disagree with me. But what I was trying to say is that Yes, God gives peace, but there's something else at play that's trying to take that peace away from you. That's trying to plant like death into something that you are doing. They're trying to plant like thoughts of just dread or sickness or something. So when you don't feel at peace, when Jesus says he gives peace, just remind yourself that spiritual warfare is real. And it may be happening to you. And so perhaps change your prayers to say, please remove whatever might be uh, trying to hurt me right now and fill me with your peace, God. So Jesus says, yes, he leaves peace with us. Don't let our hearts be troubled. Neither let them be fearful. Verse 28 through 31 to conclude. He says, I go away and I come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I said, I'm going to my father for the father is greater than I. Now I've told you before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. I will no more speak much with you, for the prince of the world comes, and he has nothing in me. So Jesus says, look, you guys, I'm going to my father, but that's a good thing. <laughs> it's a very good thing. And if you guys loved me, you would rejoice because I'm going back to my father. And of course, the, the counselor is going to come and fill you with all this peace that I'm talking about. And he says, I will no more speak much with you for the prince of the world comes and he has nothing in me. So I don't know if he's talking specifically about Judas coming very quickly to betray Jesus or just in general that the world belongs to Satan right now. We know that Satan is the ruler currently of our world. And that's why Paul says that we don't battle just against human beings, but we battle against in a sense, the supernatural, the demons and the princes and whatever else of this world. I don't know if Jesus is talking about Judas or just Satan in general being the prince of the world or both. But then Jesus concludes by saying he loves the father. 
(laughs) And as the father commanded me, even so I do. So he kind of like sums it up. He sums up everything he was talking about by saying, I love the father and I am doing everything here that he commands me to do. And then he says, arise, let's go from here. In the next chapter, it's, it's really amazing. Jesus is going to go through these absolutely beautiful prayers. And it's actually a prayer for you. So I'm really excited to talk about those. Jesus praying for all Christians who are about to believe in him, that they be delivered from Satan. So what I'm hoping you guys take away from our discussion today is that the Holy Spirit is real. He gives wisdom, he gives, he gives counsel, he gives understanding and love and the fruits of the Spirit to people. He is real. And if you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit right there to help you. However, there is also another force at play, which Jesus talks about. This isn't me just trying to be weird and creepy about Satan and all that stuff. It's in Scripture. That that is what we are battling against. But thankfully, we have the Holy Spirit to help us battle. And the Holy Spirit, like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, it's not just God zapping his power down at us. The Holy Spirit is alive and he is an entity all on his own. He is a person. And it actually says in Hebrews that the Holy Spirit talks (laughs) all on his own, actually. So the Holy Spirit is real and he is available to you. So maybe in your prayer life, try to start uh, maybe speaking to the Holy Spirit a little bit and talking with him and telling him to reveal himself to you. If you're feeling not at peace or you're feeling, um, you know, like, like God is not revealing himself to you, like Jesus said he would, speak to the Holy Spirit and ask him to like reveal himself and anything to you that might be hindering you, that might be holding you back. Well, faithful listeners, I do hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you think somebody could use today's episode, then share it to them or share it on your social media platforms if you like it. But also, guys, I hope that you uh, go over to the t-shirt shop. If you haven't gotten a P40 Ministries t-shirt yet or a Bible Explained podcast t-shirt yet, grab one for yourself or you can get some of the bumper stickers. I actually really, really like the bumper stickers, I have to say. I've had it on my car since I got them and uh, it's held up very well (laughs) to all the snow and rain and car washes that I get. So yeah, check those out. Those are all linked in the description of this podcast episode. But friends and faithful listeners, I will see you all tomorrow for an episode out of Deuteronomy. We're going to finish discussing God's song, the song that God wrote in Deuteronomy. So tune in then 6 a.m. or whenever you choose to wake up and listen. Happy listening and God bless.